Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Years ago, I began recording the bedtime stories I told my children every night. Now, we would like to share those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my Stories for Wonderful Children. There was a dog. This dog was big and brown. Brown? Brown. And he did not have a name because he had never been a dog that belonged to anyone. He was born from a mother who had a stray. Stray? She, did, she had had an owner, but she had run away. And why? I don't know why. And he had lived with his mother and his brothers and sisters while he was a puppy. But he was no longer a puppy. Now he was a grown-up dog. Why don't? Why he, didn't he just ask his mom where she used to live? This is a dog. He can't talk. Dogs can communicate. Well, but not like that. They can communicate things like I'm hungry or I'm angry. But not things like where did you used to live? He's not in this story. Some stories, but this isn't that kind of story. So, this brown dog like lived. Is Taylor brown? Yeah. Oh. It's a little bit whitish. He's a yellow lab. A little bit brownish and a little bit tan. She's called a yellow. She's called a yellow lab. No, she is so, not. So this, she's talking about she's the called Taylor. That's her name. That's her name is Taylor, but the kind of dog she is is a yellow lab. She is not. Okay, well, it's not worth arguing about. It's a kind of white, reddish color. Okay. A brown, sort of color, whitish color. Anyway, this particular dog lived on the outskirts of a village, and the village was at the base of a high mountain, a mountain covered with snow. Now, even though dog was not anyone's dog in particular, and no one had given him a name. That did not mean that he did not have any friends. The children of the village liked very much to play with him because he was a very patient dog. He would not bite, and he did not mind if when they were playing they pulled a little on his ears or hurt his tail. If they got too rough, he just got up and walked off until they had calmed down. Well, one day, in the middle of winter, there had been a heavy, heavy snow overnight, and the children wanted to go onto the mountain to slide on their sleds. And Dog went with them. He would race down the mountain beside them as they slid down on their sleds, and he would bark, woof, 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 because he was excited. Sometimes the children tried to get him on their sled with them, but he was a dog and he wasn't very good at staying on, so he'd be on for a few feet and then he'd fall off and he'd jump up covered in snow, and shake himself off and dash down the hill after them, barking, woof, 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 woof. Well, this had gone on for most of the day. The children had all climbed to the top of the hill when they heard a distant, rumbling, thundering snap. It seemed to come from up the mountain behind them, and as they looked up, it looked as though the whole mountain were moving. 
and then they could see that a great mass of snow was sliding down the side of the mountain towards them and more and more snow was coming and it was sliding it was huge and one of the children yelled avalanche and they all started to run down the hill then they hopped on their sleds to go faster and dog went as fast as he could racing down the hill and he outdistanced them and went ahead of them and the children one after another were caught by the avalanche and buried in all the snow wow dog managed to run faster than the avalanche he ran down the hill and into the village and barked and barked woof 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 until all of the people in the village came out and looked and saw that the avalanche had come the avalanche had buried their children in the snow so they went and they got long poles long sort of bendable thin poles to poke down through the snow to find where the children were because when you're buried in an avalanche if someone can find you and dig you out you will be fine but there's so much snow on top of you that you cannot dig yourself out so they started back up the hill and the people were walking along separated by just a little bit stopping every few feet to stick their poles down into the snow to see if they hit anything in the middle of the snow where a child and their sled were buried after a little while one of the searchers shouted that his pole had hit something and quickly they all stopped and they dug and dug and dug and the dog helped dig too when they got down they saw that it was just a sled the child that was on it had been knocked off everyone said oh and they shouted hello 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 and then the dog did something the dog went <laughs> and realized that he could smell the scent of one of the children he walked around in the snow sniffing and he smelled where the spot was strongest and he stood over the spot and barked woof 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 some of the people came over and they stuck their poles down and they hit something and they all started to dig and they dug out the first child the first child of the five that had been on the mountain what are the children's names i don't know a lava was it a girl or a boy it was a girl they dug out there were two girls and three boys but now it was starting to get dark and it was harder for them to see where they were going and see where they'd already been but now dog had an idea of what he needed to do so he ran back and forth in front of the people with the poles nose to the snow sniffing and soon he found a second and after the second he found a third and a fourth and they dug them out and there was only the fifth child and they were starting to get worried because even though the children had warm coats on they had been buried in the snow for a long time and there were not as many people with poles now because some of them had had to go back to the village to take the children who had been buried under the snow back so they could warm up and dry out well the dog was very tired and not running as fast as he could but he just knew that he had to find that last child and then he caught a faint scent and he followed it across the snow it was getting stronger Woof! He said, "Woof, woof!" And a couple of the people with the poles came over. They followed him to a spot where it smelled like the strongest, and they struck their poles down, and it felt like they hit something. They said, "Oh, that sounds feels like something hard. That feels like a sled." 
they could sort of ram the pole down. They could faintly hear a little sound. They said, oh, no, that's the sound of the sled. That's not a child. But the dog, the dog was sure that he smelled a child. And so even when they started to walk away, he said, woof, woof, woof. But they said, no, we're going to keep looking. The dog was sure they were in the wrong spot. So he began to dig by himself. His paws were tired and cold. He dug down and down and down. And then he hit the sled, just like the people had said the sled was there. But the child's scent was stronger now. He dug over to the side, and then he dug down underneath the sled. And only a couple feet underneath the sled, there was the child, hidden underneath the sled, where she had been knocked off by the avalanche, and then the sled had been buried above her. The dog licked her face, and she blinked her eyes, and then he dug around her so that she could move, and together they crawled back up the narrow tunnel that the dog had dug. And then when they reached the surface, the dog looked around at the searchers who were searching up further up the mountain, and he barked, Woof! 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 And one of them turned and saw him there with the child, and they all rushed back down. And the dog was so tired. He felt like he couldn't even get back down the mountain. But one of the searchers picked up the little girl, and one of the searchers picked up the dog, and they carried him back to the little girl's house and put both of them in front of the fireplace. And there they got warm and they got dry, and the little girl asked her parents if she could keep the dog as her very own, and as a reward to them both to the dog for having helped save the girl. They agreed to let her keep him, and she gave him two names. His first name was, can you guess what it was, Rebecca? Um, Malia. Malia, and his second name was Diana. Ruth. Lalia Ruth? Yeah. That was his name, Lalia Ruth. And from then on, he was the most popular dog in the village, and all of the children loved him. And every night, he got to go home with his very own little girl to his very own house, to a house where everyone knew his name. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was created by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it or leave a review on your podcast provider. Our website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com, and you can also find us on most social media. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story. (laughs) 